everybody. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 23 of Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk. What a huge week for the Iowa Hawkeyes football team. They're coming off their bye week after a disappointing loss to the Purdue Boilermakers. And next up on Saturday, a really tough matchup against the Wisconsin Badgers. Pretty good timing for a bye week for the Hawkeyes before just a run of rivalry games, border games. Against some pretty darn good teams. With uh, Northwestern might be the exception there, but and nobody out there is touting the Big Ten West as the best division in college football by any means. But these teams seem to, to keep winning some games people don't expect them to win. And it's a really tough physical brand of football in the Big Ten West. Most of those teams are, are just starting to look better with every week after some pretty underwhelming starts to the season. Wisconsin is one of those. They're now 4-3 and three after walloping Purdue 30-13. I'll go into that in more detail later. After that, the Hawkeyes have Northwestern on the road. Sounds like that's going to be a night game. Minnesota at home. Illinois at home. Both of those teams are trending upwards. Minnesota's been getting some wins. Illinois just beat Penn State. And then the Hawkeyes finish up the season at Nebraska while eating some leftover turkey on the Friday after Thanksgiving. Iowa's destiny is in its own hands now. But the same is true for Wisconsin. Wisconsin suffered a 16-10 loss to Penn State in Week 1. Lost pretty big to Notre Dame in Week 3, 41-13 after walloping Eastern Michigan. And then lost 38-17 to a, a really good Michigan team in Week 4. Then three straight victories over Illinois, Army, and Purdue. And Wisconsin is sitting at 2-2 two and two in the Big Ten. A win over Wisconsin would give the Hawkeyes that head-to-head tiebreaker if they end up tied in the Big Ten West. And same for Wisconsin, assuming both teams were to win out. There's a lot of football to be played, but this is a big one on Saturday. Last year's win over Wisconsin was so much fun after having not beaten them since 2015. And I'm hoping for a little changing of the guard now. Let's see the Hawkeyes be that team that's that's winning the Big Ten West with more consistency and there's a lot of work to do, but I think this team can do it. Let's talk Iowa versus the Wisconsin Badgers. Going into the 2021 football season, Wisconsin quarterback Graham Mertz was the guy everyone was raving about, but he has not had much success this season thus far. He has a 56% completion rate, just two touchdowns, seven interceptions on the year. The Badgers are getting the running game going, however. Now ranked 19th in the NCAA in rushing offense, averaging 219. Per game, 219 yards a game. So Ches Malusi, he is getting most of their carries. He's a junior. He transferred from Clemson and kind of saved the Badgers this year. He has 139 carries, 692 yards, four touchdowns, five yards per carry. And then after him, it's the big true freshman Wisconsin native, Braylon Allen. He's only 17 years old. He stands 6'2", weighs 238 pounds, and he has 58 carries. 428 yards, five touchdowns, and a whopping 7.45 yards per carry. But that's what Wisconsin does. It's what they've always done. They just run the football, and they run it well. As far as the receivers, Wisconsin is led by the tight end Ferguson. He has 22 catches for 202 yards, but they have had a slew of injuries at that tight end position. Last week, it was tight end Cam Large who went down against Purdue. They brought in an offensive lineman, Cormac Sampson, as a blocking tight end at times. So look for that next week with not much depth there at the tight end position right now. Sampson may be coming in to help out with blocking on those running plays. 
The wide receivers are Danny Davis III and Kendrick Pryor, and each have 18 catches between 225-240 yards on the season. Wisconsin also has a pretty good kicker in Colin Larsh. He is 10 of 12 on field goals this season. The Badgers' defense is ranked number two in the nation in total defense behind Georgia. They give up only 223 yards per game. They're number one in the nation in rushing defense, giving up just 53 yards rushing per game. So it's going to be interesting interesting to see what the Hawkeyes can do running the ball against the Badgers. The guys to watch, linebacker Leo Chenal, he's a 6'2", 261-pound bruiser. He has 39 tackles, five sacks on the season. Now they run that 3-4 that defense, so he's almost like a defensive end. He's about the size of our defensive ends, and he lines up and, and just blitzes and rushes the quarterback. Linebacker Jack Sanborn has 34 tackles, 1.5 sacks. Linebacker Nick Herbig, 25 tackles, 3.5 sacks. So Wisconsin blitzes those linebackers. They have 10 of the team's 18 sacks on the season. And everything just seems to be bigger in Wisconsin, whether it's their fried cheese curds, butter burgers, and even their football players are bigger too. Defensive end Mullins is 6'4", 297 pounds. Our defensive ends, in comparison, weigh around 265. Nose tackle Benton is 6'4", 317. It's going to be fun to watch him lined up against Tyler Linderbaum to see if Linderbaum can pave some holes right through him. And then 6'3", 291, the other defensive end, Matt Henningsen. So, you know, they are big in the trenches on both sides of the ball, and that defensive line is big. The linebackers are really active. And then the Badgers only have five interceptions on the season, but they do have 23 pass deflections. And there are seven seniors and two juniors on this defense. So it's a, it's a veteran group. All four defensive backs are seniors two of the linebackers, and one defensive lineman. And the other two defensive linemen are juniors. So these are guys that have been in the strength and training program for quite some time. They're big and strong. It's an experienced defense. So they really seem to be playing some stellar football right now. In Wisconsin's last game, they just dismantled the Purdue team that did the same thing to the Hawkeyes the week before in Kinnick Stadium. Hawkeyes just didn't look right that game, but the Badgers against Purdue had 10 tackles for loss. They were plus three in turnovers, kind of similar to how Purdue beat the Hawkeyes. But the story for Wisconsin was the running game. Vintage Wisconsin football, they rushed for 290 yards, 51 rushing attempts, and a 5.7-yard average. Malusi, the Clemson transfer, had 149 yards rushing. The freshman Allen had 140 yards, 12 carries. He had a 70-yard run. Those two running backs also had 145 and 130 yards rushing in the 24-0 victory over Illinois earlier this season. So they're really getting the running game rolling in Madison. Meanwhile, Graham Mertz only passed for 52 yards, which kind of seems amazing, but he was only 5 of 8 passing. They didn't need to pass the ball. They just imposed their will on Purdue, lined up, ran the football right down their throat, and only eight pass plays in the game. May have, been, may have been a couple other trick passes, but eight from their quarterback. That's just unbelievable. And the Hawkeyes had, I believe it was 115 yards rushing at halftime against Purdue, but just couldn't sustain and finish drives. It was two steps forward, three steps back with a sack or a negative play. 
that they just couldn't sustain the drives. And, and Purdue had minus 13 yards rushing on 24 attempts against Wisconsin. O'Connell, who just torched the Hawkeyes, he had 200 yards passing, three interceptions. Bell, the wide receiver, who had 240, yard, 240 receiving yards against Iowa, he had six catches for 33 yards against Wisconsin. His longest catch on the day was 10 yards. Wisconsin had six sacks, 10 tackles for loss. Complete domination there. The big linebacker, Chanal, he dominated. He had 3.5 sacks, 5.5 tackles for loss. And those linebackers will be blitzing and trying to make life very uncomfortable for, for Spencer Petrus on Saturday. The last year's game against the Badgers was just so much fun, especially in the second half. But I was thinking back about the 2019 game. That was you know, a really interesting game as far as how it progressed. The Hawkeyes ended up losing 24-22. to Both teams came into the game at 6-2. and The Hawkeyes were held to two field goals in the first half. Wisconsin scored two second-quarter touchdowns to go up 14-6 to at half. In this game, the Hawkeyes were without starting linebacker Christian Welch, and he was having a heck of a season. I believe he's with the Ravens, or at least last I knew he was. But Wisconsin just started handing the ball off to Jonathan Taylor over and over, mixing it up with another running back, but mostly Taylor when they were mixing in some short passes. By then, quarterback Jack Cohn, the current Notre Dame quarterback, the defense in both halves started off doing well, but then the offense wasn't really getting and going. They started giving up some long drives. And in the second half, after three Hawkeye punts, Wisconsin got a TD to go up 21-6. It really seemed to be over at that point, but the Hawkeyes answered by passing the football. They went on a nine-play, 75-yard drive for a touchdown. Tyrone Tracy Jr. caught three passes on that drive, including a 12-yard touchdown reception. After an interception, unfortunately, the Hawkeyes were held to a field goal. They couldn't punch it in, and Wisconsin answered with a long 10-play drive and a field goal of their own to go back up by eight points. On the first play of the next drive, it was Tyrone Tracy again, and if you recall, this was that 75-yard touchdown reception for a touchdown. But the Hawkeyes failed on their two-point conversion, which would have tied the ball game, and with 3-12 left in the game, the Hawkeyes needed a stop, but Jonathan Taylor could not be stopped from the running back position. The Badgers ran out the clock to secure the win, 24 to 22. You know, that would be a good game to go back and kind of see what could have been done differently on both sides of the ball. It was a close game. The Hawkeyes had a late push. You know, they were hampered by a turnover in the first half, as well as just some negative plays that put the offense in a bad position where they couldn't sustain a drive. Freshman Dylan Doyle was thrown into that game with Welsh out. And if you look at the current crop of Hawkeye linebackers, they should do a much better job of stopping the run against Wisconsin on Saturday. But Tyrone Tracy had five catches for 130 yards, and this is why we were, we were so excited about him coming into this season. Maybe he's going to bust out at Camp Randall again this year. He sure seemed to love it two years ago. But Jonathan Taylor ended up with 31 carries for 250 yards, two touchdowns. Overall, Wisconsin rushed the ball 46 times for 300 yards in that game. So that's what the Hawkeyes have to stop. They cannot let Wisconsin start wearing our line down, uh, start wearing the Hawkeyes' defensive line down, linebackers down, and getting big chunks of yardage in the running game on Saturday. Bottom line on Saturday, it's going to come down to who can win in the trenches, who has more explosive plays, and then turnovers are going to be a huge factor. And that's probably about every football game. 
I think I'm okay if Wisconsin rushes for close to 200 yards on Saturday as long as Mertz doesn't pass for many yards and the Hawkeyes are able to get a turnover or two and turn those into points. Hopefully the Hawkeyes can keep Wisconsin closer to 150 yards, which would be 69 yards below Wisconsin's average. But they've been rushing for close to 300 yards in the last few games. The matchup in the trenches is, is going to be huge. Big offensive lineman for Wisconsin, all over 300 pounds against a lighter Hawkeye defensive line. Sixth-year senior, Zach Van Valkenburg. He is 6'4", 267 pounds, but he's a heck of a player. I have faith that he's going to do a good job out there. Noah Shannon, one of the defensive tackles, is 289. Logan Lee, 277. John Wagner at the other end at 266. Joe Evans rotates in a lot, especially on those passing downs. He's just 248 pounds, so you wonder if we'll see a little bit less of him with Wisconsin just pounding the ball and trying to run it through the Hawkeye defense. Iowa should be running with the 4-3 defense more in this game, meaning three linebackers instead of having the cash position replacing a linebacker. That means Campbell, Benson, and Jacobs, linebackers in there, likely with Dane Belton playing safety in place of Kayvon Merriweather on some of those running downs, which will be most of the downs, obviously, for Wisconsin. That's what they want to do. Will Iowa's defensive line be able to plug the gaps, occupy the five defensive linemen, you know, we may see a six offensive lineman I mentioned with the tight end injuries. And we want to see Benson, Campbell, and Jacobs lighting up those running backs, stopping them for short gains, meeting them in the backfield from time to time, putting Wisconsin in those un uncomfortable positions that they don't want to be in with a second and long or third and long. Riley Moss is going to be out of this game, so likely we'll see Terry Roberts in the lineup for him. But there could be some opportunity to play Belton at the corner the Hawkeyes aren't too concerned about the passing game, and that would get Belton closer to the line of scrimmage, making some plays in the run game. Having Moss back would have been big. Uh, Moss and Hankins, one-on-one -on, -one on the wide receivers. Everyone else focused on the run game. But I'm sure Phil Parker will be ready with some wrinkles to stop that run game, or at least to slow it down. If they throw six 300-plus pound behemoths at the Hawkeyes, they're going to get some yards the way those running backs are running the ball, but the Hawkeyes need to slow them down, cause punts, disrupt some plays, get some negative plays, make them do what they're not comfortable with, passing the ball. And that's where I'm hoping we can get a gift or two from Graham Mertz, either passing, passing the ball right to Jack Campbell or one of our defensive backs, maybe even getting a sack and a fumble. The Wisconsin offensive line is big. They're not that good at protecting the quarterback. In fact, they're rated pretty poorly in pass protection blocking and notch worse than the Hawkeyes who also struggle in that category. For the Hawkeyes on offense, you know, how has the offensive line progressed in the bye week? It appears that Cody Ince is going to be healthy back on the field. He's a junior. He's going to be welcomed back. Will Kyler Schott be back to his old self after the injury he had to start the year? Is he game ready to play more snaps now? We've kind of wondered when will the Hawkeyes stop rotating so many guys, picking a top five that gel and play most of the snaps, but you know, hearing Kirk talk at his press conference, it sounds like injuries have kind of prevented this. And then conditioning for the guys who've been injured hasn't helped. And they've, they've kind of had a required rotation because of that. So they've had several guys in and out, haven't been able to get quite as, as much of a cohesive group as they've had in the past. Kirk Ferentz mentioned that the young guys are the ones who can have exponential growth during the season, game to game with a bye week, continuing to soak up things 
learn how will the undersized Iowa line, and I say undersized, at least compared to Wisconsin's offensive line and their defensive line, but how will they hold up to a big physical defensive front for linebackers that are going to blitz a lot? What plays have they installed that will help open some holes against this defense? The 3-4, uh, maybe some more up-tempo quick snap to catch Wisconsin off guard, slip screens to the running backs to burn the blitzing linebackers. Could this be a game where the Hawkeyes play a little more wildcat and also feature some passing from that formation? Wisconsin would definitely not be prepared for that from the Hawkeyes. I want to see Tyler Goodson ripping off some big runs in this game. You know, it doesn't seem to happen much with this Wisconsin team. They're such a good rush rushing defensive team, but last year he did have the 80-yarder against Wisconsin. Maybe the Hawkeyes will break the code on Saturday. They also need to figure out how to get a clean pocket for Petrus. Quick slants, quick outs, wide receiver screens, running back screens. Don't make him sit back there with routes that are taking three seconds to run or he's a sitting duck. Play action will work if they can get some running game going against the Badgers, but he needs to be getting the ball out of his hands really quickly to the wide receivers and tight ends on short routes. Maybe if they get that going, they can break off a long one with a pump fake and go. Spencer Petrus seems pretty resilient, so I don't think he's going to let the Purdue game and the four interceptions bother him too much, but they need to find ways for him to get the ball out quickly, not, you know, we can't have him planted in the turf over and over again on Saturday, or it's going to be a really long, long day. Need to get his confidence up, complete those short, quick passes, get, get a feel for the game that way, and let that Hawkeyes offense start rolling. I talked a little more about this Iowa-Wisconsin game than I planned, but this is just a huge game on Saturday. And if the Hawkeyes win, they are back in the driver's seat to win the Big Ten West. If they lose, that ship has likely sailed. They have a small chance, but they need to find a way to get this win. And then every week, maybe with the exception of Northwestern, the Purple Fitzies just aren't very good this year, but every other game will be interesting. So let's go, Hawkeyes. Let's get a big win on Saturday keep those Wisconsin students from wanting to jump around much at the end of the third quarter. And let's see those Hawkeye fans jumping up and down at the end of the game, celebrating a big win. I'm going to pick the Hawkeyes coming off a of bye week with a bounce back win, 20 to 17. Go Hawks, beat the Badgers. Mm-hmm.